0: Live
1: from the Denver Press Club presents the topic of conversation with your host, Rob Scoggins.
0: Welcome, everyone. Uh, This is the Denver Press Club, and I am Rob Scoggins, your host. This is the topic of conversation. We're here every Wednesday night here live at the Press Club. We'd love for you to join us sometime if you're in the Denver metro area. Come on down to the Denver Press Club on Wednesday nights. You go to uh, denverpressclub.org and find out our great list of uh, guests coming up. Uh, Soon uh, and and plenty coming up very very soon, Um, but tonight we are uh, blessed to have a very talented lady who has been a a local talent um, since the mid no nineties nineties since the mid (laughs) nineties since the mid nineties don't want to get that wrong since the mid nineties and she's she has put burlesque back on on the map I think a lot of people have forgotten about it uh, and I sure haven't but a lot of people (laughs) have and uh, we want to welcome her she has um, not only uh, she's written. She's she's an author. Uh, she teaches classes, and she's also uh, loves loves the the whole idea of, of burlesque and, and she has wrapped her life in it. And we want to welcome to the show Michelle Baldwin, also known as Vivian Baboom. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, if you you don't you don't have to wear the headphones if you don't want to.
1: I know. You can see. still hear me.
0: But it yeah. Okay. Still, yeah, is that better? Because I know you I got think the big, so. you got the big thing. I know, you know I got so
1: much going you know, on in going my hair. On hair.
0: Which looks lovely by the way. Thank How you. How long it take to do that?
1: Uh not long at all. Really?
0: Yeah. Is it short hair?
1: You have short hair? Yeah, I just have so short hair. When,
0: you're, when we see you on stage, you got some stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Some pieces. Some pieces. <laughs> some extra different colors. All that stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, lovely stuff. Um you know, Viviavonvoom.com on Facebook, guys. And, and guys and guys and gals out there, if you want to find out more about what she does, it's it's pretty incredible. While you're listening to the show, um, wow, what you do is freaking cool. Thanks. You know, and you're good at it. I mean, thank not just you. Little, um, <laughs> you have tell us a little about your your. Your story, your young story, when you were younger, mm-hmm. um, and and if you want to throw in the Alaska trip, you can. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if uh, tell us a little about your upbringing here in, in Denver, Colorado, and in the, in the yeah. metro area. What, what part? What part are telling you from?
1: Um, so I grew up in Littleton, went to Columbine, and um, yeah. So was not. This was a very unexpected route for me to go mm-hmm. into burlesque. Uh, I did go to school for art, uh, University of Denver. Or Houston, University of Colorado at Denver. Uh, and so I went for sculpture and photography. So, you know, had a little artiness going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that definitely helped when I decided to go into burlesque. But uh, beyond that, I was sort of a hippie girl. Didn't shave my legs. Ran around. And I, I liked wearing men's uh, suits. I would buy yeah. old, old men's suits at Art. Okay. and wear those. That was my style until I got into
0: this. Did you so. like swing music? Did you like?
1: I did. Actually, my uh, my sister was sort of one of the original kind of early 90s swing kids yeah. and went to like, you know, we went to the Mercury Cafe before anybody else was going. We would dance with the little old men because those were the only people there to dance with. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. It was fun. Yeah. It was
0: really fun. And they taught you how
1: to dance. They did. I'm yeah. They well, they taught, work, my, they taught my sister how to dance. Really, swing dance. I am much better at dancing on my own. And it's funny.
0: It's funny these macho guys uh, will dance with each other if there's no girls there.
1: There's oh yeah, no, they don't
0: have a no problem with that at all. They're like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? And they'll they'll do the swing dancing. When when you knew um, when you knew this was a gift or something that you were gonna throw out there and see what you could do it. Your story is hilarious. I mean, the Bluebird.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, my first show was at the Bluebird. Um... I actually didn't perform for the couple first shows. Uh, I was someone that... Put it together. Yeah, I just put it together. I was was, was a producer, um, did a lot of the costuming, uh, put it together was not in any remote sort of way interested in being a performer. Right. I had done some theater in the past, but um, mostly non-speaking roles because I was very comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, I did not like speaking in front of crowds, I was very, very nervous, very shy. Uh, my real motivation for doing that first show at the Bluebird in uh, 1998 was just that I wanted to see a show. I'd been reading all these old books, I'd been looking at pictures, and it just it didn't exist anymore. So I was like, I want to see it. So I gotta make it happen.
0: So you put this all together. Mm-hmm. You put your money into the Bluebird yeah. to make this happen. And yeah, it's, a big. Beck, I mean that's a, that's a big thing for a, a young woman in her twenties. Yeah. I mean you've taken some. Let's do it. <laughs> how many How many people showed up? Uh, we sold out. Wow.
1: Yeah, we sold out the Bluebird, uh, and it's and we. We had to rent it because when I went to them and tried to book it, they're like, we don't know what burlesque is. We don't know what you're talking about. So I, I picked a Sunday night because it was the cheapest night to rent it. Sure. And we completely
0: sold it out. It was amazing. So what, time, what time of year was that? Uh, it was summer. So oh, yeah, oh, midsummer. Good yeah. Good time to do it. Speaking of what is burlesque, what the hell is
1: burlesque? Uh, so burlesque... Uh, At its kind of core definition is sexy satire. Uh, It started out in the 1870s as sort of a full theatrical show. Um, I always describe it as the Saturday Night Live of its time because they would take shows that were familiar, so Greek, Shakespeare, you know, kind of plays that people knew, but they would turn them on their heads and then they would put songs into the show that were very... um, very satirical, very funny. But you would sing them, and they would sing. Yeah, oh. so it was this full show, uh, very funny, usually sending up, you know, politicians or other famous people of the day. So it was something that sort of the common man would want to go and see this. Um, and so, it, it, 145
0: years ago, yeah, it was basically they put Broadway, the Capitol Steps, and Saturday Night Live together, which yeah. is in, which is improv, sort of which is it. Yeah, they admitted it. Yeah. And
1: originally before, um, before the late 1870s, it was, uh, burlesque was theater, but it was all men. So it was men in the men's parts, men in the women's parts. Mm -hmm. And then an amazing woman named Lydia Thompson, she took that genre and cast all women. And also, by doing that, meant that the women were also wearing men's costumes, which at the time were tunic and tights, which meant the entire form of the ladies' legs were seen. So it was very, very scandalous. Yes. Oh, and also ankles
0: were a big deal back then.
1: Well, and sometimes to portray Greek gods and goddesses, they would wear body suits, so it would look as if they were nude on stage. No. So yes, sex and satire.
0: Hundred and. Forty five years ago. I know. The old West was crazy. <laughs> wow. um, no that's 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 and what then and it and obviously you could drink. There was a stage. Mm-hmm. Now, remember the old Western stages where you had the stage and then the, the drinks is kinda of like the old um Yeah I don't know, dinner theater. What would you would you would call that kind of a, that type of stage? Is that what
1: No, well I mean out here, I, always think yeah. I always think
0: vaudeville I always think Vaudeville. Where you got the people coming out every, yeah. every now and then, people Ouch. sitting and eating.
1: Yeah, out, um, out this way, I think there was more of that saloon culture. But in New York, um, San Francisco, big cities, it was a theater. So it was an actual theater experience. You came in for it, sat in the normal theater rows. Um, eventually, kind of probably like 1940s, then you start going into that supper club culture right. where people are sitting, having a nice meal, watching burlesque. So... It kind of uh, after the after, you know, after
0: the war? Yeah. Yeah, because they had the can-cans during the war where the people just go and dance.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was the kind of European influence. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And, uh, the, you know, and and, and of course, it, you know, not like I just said um, uh, the the <laughs> uh, What was the other one that uh, she did? Uh, oh, hmm. Moulin Rouge. Oh, Moulin Rouge, yeah. yeah. That's, I, I, I yeah, vision that. That's, that's kind of I like, envis- u- yeah, European. That's the way I burlesque. Yeah. That, that's the European burlesque. Yeah. would you say?
1: Yeah, a little different. Um the The striptease is really kind of unique to American erotic entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, the Europeans and uh, especially the English would do these like posing shows, so people would be in states of disrobe and be just standing there, and they couldn't move. Did so they that have was sushi? The on them? No, mm-hmm. I know it is no. very similar though. Yeah, yeah. No, well, just standing there. I know you don't A want to cake. sneeze. No. Uh, Especially on the sushi. No. Uh, But the, um, yeah, and the Europeans had the can-can and, you know, that was kind of their erotic, the topless shows, things like that evolved from that.
0: What happened in, okay, let's, I'm gonna take you back to 1995 or 1996 Mm -hmm. when you were thinking about doing this and you're like, we're in the mid-90s, life is good and, you know, (laughs) know, life is okay, you know, uh, mom and dad are healthy, all that stuff. Yeah. And you were thinking, I want to get I want to get this thing going. What? When did you? When did it hit you? To I want to do this. Uh,
1: I saw a show at the Mercury Cafe. Okay. And it was a performer. Which is still around. Which is still. Oh yeah. Still around. Still doing awesome stuff. Yeah. I love the Mercury. Uh, and so there was a show advertised in Westward, and uh, I open up the Westward, and there's this amazing photo of a woman in this sparkly bikini with a boa around her, holding up a pearl above her head. And it says, Evangeline the Oyster Girl. I'm like, what is this? I don't have no, I have, and, and burlesque, the word burlesque. I had no idea what any of this was, but it looked amazing. And so I convinced a bunch of friends to go.
0: How much did it cost? Oh, I
1: have no idea. Okay. okay. A million years ago. I was just
0: trying to figure out what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, whatever yeah, shows well. cost back in those days. Sure. I think I was a poor student, so probably not over ten bucks, sure. you know. And, it was just her. There was no. Well, no, there was also uh, there was a really cool fetish shop here in town called Uzi. So they did sort of a fetish show beforehand.
0: Wait, there what, was some what, other what, what, little. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What is a fetish show?
1: Um, so people in like leather. I mean, I've heard leather. Of and I mean hands, it was kind of. It was sort of a. It was sort of a fashion show. like this. So they wore like they, they, they had a girl um, on her hands and knees and served tea off of her. So that was the fetish show. Wow. Yeah. It was mostly about the fashion because that's what Uzi was producing, you know, okay. like the crazy fetish shoes and sure. that kind of stuff. So that was kind of the opening act. And then Evangeline came on mm-hmm. and Evangeline, Evangeline, a woman, or Evangeline or man? the Oyster Girl. A she's woman a, woman. Or a man? woman. She's a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was this amazing performer, Jane Blevin, who she had uh, learned her number from the original, original Evangeline the Oyster Girl who performed in the 1940s in um, New Orleans. Wow. So that performer from that era taught this young woman how to do her act, and the act
0: was amazing.
1: She- Kind
0: of you, like the Dread you, Private Roberts. That's pretty cool, just passing the torch.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: That's
1: wonderful, That's wonderful. Okay. <laughs> Sort of. Yeah. Uh, so the curtain opens, and there's a giant oyster shell. The oyster <gasps> oh, shell opens, seen, yes. and then the woman steps out. She does this kind of provocative dance the theme is that she's looking for a mate because she's been asleep for a hundred years. So of course she wants to have Let's sex. That's a backstory. Yes. Right. So she goes and she looks through the audience and looks for someone suitable to mate with. And then decides no one is suitable. So she reaches back into her oyster, pulls out the pearl and does a very orgasmic dance until
0: the pearl explodes at the end. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and she had green hair. Oh. I know. It was amazing.
0: Well, that's not yeah. that's not the Esther Williams I know.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So but she was it was a, she had her own three-piece band. She yeah. had green hair. And I think the the thing that struck me even more than the performance was that there were a couple of couples, uh older couples probably in their 80s who sat very bravely through the whole Uzi fetish show. Mhm waiting for Evangeline to come on because these were people who had seen burlesque back in its heyday in the 40s. And they were, they wanted to see it again. And they were holding hands and watching and just absolutely, it was just, it was just really neat to see, you know, something being revived that had been considered dead for a long time. So I saw that. And then I'm a big history nerd, a big library nerd. So I went to the Denver Public Library Checked out the five books that they had on burlesque. Five. They were all from yeah, and I think I think the most recent one in the collection had been published uh, sometime in the '60s. So, mm. but I pulled them all out, looked at all the pictures, saw, you know, this incredible history of burlesque that I had never known about. And Amazing costumes. Amazing costumes. The the comics, the um, performers, the big chorus lines, um, very you know, big props, big backdrops really the- theatrical, really interesting. And it, it just sort of died out in probably like 1960s. So um, yeah, so it was something that I saw. And I was like, I want to see this on stage again. And
0: that so you was love my history. directive. Yeah, you love history. And, and I want to talk about that. So 140 years ago, 1870, is when it got started. When and you said in the 1940s, after World War II, that's when a, that's when the women said, we, we can do this. Is that when it happened?
1: No, I mean, it really... When women
0: sort of took it over?
1: Uh, not really. It was still mostly male okay. theater owners. But what women started to to do within that genre was they started to create their own star power. Okay. So you have people like Gypsy Rose Lee, who, you know, the, 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 the play the musical, Gypsy. Yeah, yeah the um, musical Gypsy. She also uh, used her fame to... She wrote several books that were turned into movies. Yeah. Um, she had her own talk show in the 1960s. So she was someone who um, kind of took her her star power as a burlesque performer and became a real mainstream uh, star. Same thing with like Lily Saint Cyr, who is credited for uh, credited as the inventor of the Las Vegas showgirl. Okay. She would create these numbers where uh, it was it was really these over the top numbers that really influenced the modern Vegas show. Uh, things like. She would she would play Cinderella. She would have her clothing attached to wires, so when the the fairy godmother came to take her to the ball, her clothes f- flew off this way, and new clothes came in this from the other wow. side. Oh, wow. And uh, so very theatrical. She would fill a stage with uh, sand and do a dance of the seven veils. Mm. So really, really amazing stuff like that. Tempest Storm. Who, if you if anyone comes to visit the Denver Press Club, there is a picture of Tempest. Right over, there in the little, next, uh, right over there in the corner next to the yeah, closet. Yeah, doing one of, one of her famous publicity stunts. She was also someone who... And she's still alive. She's still alive you know and in Vegas. And I do know her. Yeah. Yes. And she still has an amazing mane of red hair, her signature red hair. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so so these women who kind of took this genre and made a life for themselves out of it. And a lot of these, you know, like like the whole story of Gypsy Rose Lee, she was someone who her mother tried to get her to be a vaudeville star she really had no talent for it. But what she was good at was talking to people and making jokes and being clever and sewing really amazing outfits. And so she turned that into a great burlesque
0: career. Yeah, to be a vaudevillian, you really had to be a triple threat. Yeah, and triple threat means you had to sing, dance, and act. If you couldn't do all three, it's kind of like, oh, you're going to be a showgirl, you will be in the back, or you'd be a show guy, to be in the back. But uh, you could be a chorus person. But boy, it's hard to... Yep. You can't do all three back then. You couldn't do it all. You can yeah,
1: it all. and there there was something known. Uh, it's in Gypsy. You've got to get a gimmick. Got to like get a gimmick. Like you had job. to have you know something that made people want to see you and and made it so your name was up there in lights. There was a great performer um, Dixie Evans. She was the Marilyn Monroe of burlesque, and so she would go see Marilyn's movies at the matinee. She would make up an act, and then by that evening she would have a number to go along with that new Marilyn Monroe Monroe movie. So, so yeah, she was so they were she really was... smart. Yeah, and and the blonde hair, and you know, and and did the little voice. So yeah,
0: Mr. President, Mr. President. Yeah. I when, when, <laughs> when I envision a burlesque, I always think of a voluptuous woman, woman who's got you know curves. Real women have curves in my mind, and and um and and they slowly take off their clothes.
1: Yes. And it was, you know, we, we think of it as very uh, quaint and um, uh, cute. I call but it slow, it was, sexy. Well, and, and at the time, like, that was the sexiest thing around. Yeah. I mean, towards sort of the end of the theatrical era of burlesque, when it was sort of dying out and kind of moving into the clubs what you saw a lot was a lot of men in the front row with a uh, trench coat over their lap. Because it was, even though these women were taking 20 minutes to take their clothes off, they would spend an entire song showing off their outfit, an entire song taking off little pieces, and then the last song, dancing around and pasties and a G string. But yet again,
0: that's a fetish for men. I mean, and was, women. I mean, think, well, yeah. yeah.
1: But at the time, that was that was about the sexiest thing you could yeah. see live.
0: And if when I was watching your your show online, I would blink my eyes really fast, and I had a strobe. It was great. It you know <laughs> la 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 la. la. <laughs> um, and it was great. I mean, you didn't you know you don't even need a strobe light. It, it was it's a fascinating genre, and it's and it's and it's coming back. So let's go back. Uh, to the late 80s mm-hmm. and you said I want to do this. I want to produce this. I want to be a producer of this. I want to direct this. I want to get the show going. You did it. Yeah. And that takes a lot of guts. I mean, this town was I mean, pretty pretty conservative back then. I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't like it was, let's let's just walk around in yeah. our panties like it is but now. But I do think
1: no. I mean, I do um, think that um there was there was still a there was a pretty amazing uh Underground artist scene, like like I was saying, you know, a really amazing. Um,
0: I mean, were there women and men who knew what to do when you did when you oh, book when no. you booked this thing? None of us knew what to do. No, no, I, I was
1: yeah, my first shows that yeah. I did the, the first show that we put together. Um, I hired strippers and my sister. Okay. So uh, my sister, <laughs> my sister was very into the whole vintage burlesque. You know, she knew a lot of, more about it than I did as I was going into it. Um so she was an obvious choice to to put in the show and then otherwise I'm like who else is going to take off their clothes
0: strippers and yeah. it was really interesting dancers. like there was exotic dancers stripper
1: I mean I'm a, I would say I'm a stripper
0: Oh I okay
1: but a, a, in a different type of stripper Right. Yes um subtle, they they were they, they were they were gentlemen's club strippers yeah. um and one of them it was very funny I I cast her because she looked like Betty Page she had the the perfect little um she had Mariah's haircut actually and I, I said, "So I want, I want you to be, I want you to be uh, Betty Page." And she said, "Who?" I was like, "You look like Betty Page." She looks just
0: like Betty Page. Yeah, and, and, or she, the girl and she, from NCIS. she said
1: she copied her look off of another stripper. She had no reference for who Betty Page was, and so not Mariah, right. the stripper. Oh. <laughs> but so it was really, it was also really interesting to sort of be educating these other folks about what burlesque and. And you know, vintage um, cheesecake, pinup kind of stuff was because it really was the beginning of the discovery of all of that. You know, is the 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 early '90s was when people were finding these old men's magazines with pictures of Betty Page and Tempest Storm, and and uh, sort of rediscovering this uh, sort of vintage sensuality.
0: Yeah, and and of course, you know, all the. And I I relate it to Stray Cats, you know, the, the kind uh-huh. of the you know oh, the, yeah, the, that s- era. Yeah, the, the ska music and the Stray Cats and the big band music that came back around Brian Setzer Orchestra who's the lead singer of the Stray Cats. You know, that music emulates what you guys do. Uh, to me. Yeah, I, well, I know I know it, it's not fa- it's fast yeah. music, but you guys and I think everybody thinks, you know, that song that that Will will play during this time, you know, that and dun The stripper stripper song you do it so much better than me
1: I know it really well
0: I think that is the ultimate you know song that comes to mind when people think burlesque, yeah, because you think of and i you know you don't think of you don't think of Mae West doing it, but she did oh yeah, um and you don't think of you know those women back in the day, like you said, um you know May West and uh, and I can't remember the other one but the, those those come to mind those those women who were voluptuous and they were sexy and they didn't mind you know the, the you know there's no who cared if they had a big butt who cared if you had you know everything was you know th- going and throwing everything um men love that stuff yeah
1: well yeah. and also may you know women like May West and also again back to Gypsy Rose Lee Gypsy Rose they were thing. also they were also women who they weren't just dancing they were also writing, talking, um, uh, Mae West wrote a play called sex that was like banned. She went to jail for it. Cause it was so dirty she for the so time. Fun. So, you know, really outspoken, uh, you know, she, busting
0: through barriers as far as, yeah, as far as dirty. like that conservative, come up and see me sometime. So. That was in all her. Oh buddies. yeah. She's like, Emma. Yep. Um, she was not afraid. And, and, and that, I think this is genre, the burlesque genre that you have mastered so well, uh, there's, like I said, there's no holds bar. It's just be yourself. Go out there, have some fun, see what happens. How many shows have you done since 1998?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. I've done a lot, yeah. Um, for a long time I had a troupe called burlesque as it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Now uh, I still do shows under that name, but we were uh, the first group of uh, performers at Lanny's. And so when I was there, I was performing every Thursday, but then we were also doing other shows. um, So that was really consistent. And I've done shows all over the place. I've done shows in art galleries, museums. um, You've jumped out of cakes. I've jumped out of cakes. I got to go to New Zealand for two weeks Mm -hmm. and uh, tour um to New Zealand as a teacher and performer um uh my book yeah the uh, burlesque and the new bump and grind was translated into Finnish so I got to go to Helsinki and perform there
0: and that um, book's 10 years
1: old now yeah wow. yeah over 10 years old so I know I gotta write another one
0: when you realized that you were going to write about this yeah was, I mean did you go all the way back to the history of Colorado, or did you go all the way back to history burlesque?
1: I went all the way back to the whole history, starting with Lydia Thompson, and really working my way through. Um, and it was, you know, not a huge book because there's definitely other books out there. But I wanted something that people could pick up, learn a bit about the history. But also, there's a good section um, because at the at the time I was writing it in 2004, the new burlesque scene was over 10 years old. Um, Really, the first troupe had started up in about uh, 2004, 2005, or sorry, 1994, uh, 1995, and then um, even before that, there were folks like Dita Von Tees, a woman known uh, as Catherine Delish, who were performing as individual performers as part of the swing Revival and also at gentlemen's Clubs doing full burlesque numbers. So um, even at that time, so I did kind of a history of the, that first 15 years of the new burlesque as well.
0: You go, your name is Michelle Baldwin. Yes. But you go when you're on stage as Vivian Vaboom. Yes. How did you come up with that?
1: Uh so when I first was putting together burlesque shows every show I thought of it as its own little theater piece and so we would just rename everyone every time so we did a french show and it was Vivian Vavoom in her fancy feathers and uh in my terrible french accent and uh so that I just after the show I started to learn that some of these other performers in other cities like they had names that that they were called uh no. world famous Bob uh, Dirty Martini, um, all these performers at Kitten Deville. And so I needed a name and mm-hmm. I really liked that name. And it's really fun to say. It is fun to say. <laughs> Vivian La Viv- So you just came
0: up with it. Yeah. Okay. So you, and, and and as far as you know, no one else is using that one right now. No. Because you've kind of you've kind of captured that one, right? I
1: have, yeah. You're all over
0: the place. You are internationally known. I mean your 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 Facebook page, your your website, everything, you're this yeah. is this is your thing.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean this is what you <laughs> At this do. Point, this is, yeah, this is this what is you it. do right now.
0: Does it pay well?
1: Uh, occasionally. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've definitely I've done what a lot of artists do, which is you cobble together a lot of things. Uh, so I teach, so I do I do classes throughout the year. Um, I do uh, shows, so I have shows around town. Uh, and then I also do uh, corporate events, a lot of like product launches for liquor companies. Um I did a 70th birthday party on Monday for several gentlemen who were turning 70s, and I jumped out of a cake that I, I made. So I
0: love it. Yeah. The, going back to your book, you, you published it in, in 2004. It did, did quite well. And now it's, it's gone out of publication, but can people find it in Underground or Library? Yeah, or? I
1: mean, Amazon usually has a couple copies. Um, the Denver Public Library, as far as I know, still has a couple copies. Um, so, it, yeah, it's still around
0: so in 2018, will it be the Vivian von Voom 20 years, 20-year 20 story? Oh, uh, God. Book? Are going to write it?
1: <laughs> like, oh, 20 years. Yeah,
0: sorry. That's a couple years but, away. That's a couple years away. I know. Um, but are you, are you thinking about doing a little bit more, doing another book or add-on or or republish? Yeah, I actually,
1: uh, unfortunately, about uh, 2009, uh, I worked with a friend of mine who's a burlesque historian, and the two of us put together a book that um, I did everything that was the new burlesque. So starting actually in the late seventies all the way up to now. uh, And then she did the later, the longer history and uh, the company that we were working with, it was 2009 publishing didn't do super well. So that never happened. We got the rights back, but we just, we haven't been able to find another publisher for it. It
0: will happen. Um, Our very first guest in May yeah, back in May was, Andrew Novick, oh yeah, uh, incredibly funny, funny, gifted guy. Yeah, doing, doing so much for PBS now. He's all over the place uh, and, and just a, a wonderful person. He he and his wife did something with you. About, they wait. were
1: part of the, they were part of Burlesque as it was in the in the early shows. So yeah, it's yeah. A, we've gone
0: full circle. on the I show.
1: know, no, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and Andrew Andrew had a um, a dummy that he rigged up like the uh, ventriloquist dummy. Uh-huh. He rigged it up so that the mouth would move, and so he was the voice of it off stage. And then his wife would manipulate it so it would do, tr- like, magic tricks and find, like, cards and girls' boobs and stuff. Yeah, it was really funny. So they were
0: weird in 98, too. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. Oh, forever. They're just, they just, they yeah. just wonderful, creative, yep. uh, yeah, wacky, very fun, fun good people. Friends. Wow. So they were part of that with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's neat. And that, that, was, that was the... I mean, it's still... There's all kinds of aspects that I love about it now, but those early days, because I was an art student, you know, I had artist friends creating crazy backdrops for me. A friend made a, my first show, I had a lighted staircase and a full-size rocket ship what? because I had artist friends helping me make all this crazy stuff. You know, I had Andrew and his wife coming in and doing these insane, funny little numbers. Um, you know, people getting really creative. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Kamala, she she paint, we had a show called Spy in the Taj Mahal and she painted a full like not i guess not full size but a huge um uh, Taj Mahal backdrop for the Gothic Theater stage i got to work with uh, Perry Wiseman 3 and Devajka um all these you know great local bands so yeah so awesome. yeah so it was a so really you know yeah it's awesome we know a ton of people 2 degrees of uh John Moore once that the uh, who used to write for the Post uh, yeah. said that Denver is two degrees of separation from Michelle Baldwin.
0: Ah, <laughs> I know, I like that.
1: But I think everybody in Denver is two degrees. So
0: you know. you're listening to the topic of conversation. I'm your host Rob Scoggins. We have the lovely Michelle Baldwin, also known as Vivian Vavoom. When we come back after break, she's going to tell us how do you teach burlesque. Looking forward to that. So we'll be right back after the break. Thanks. Consider joining the Denver Press Club, which offers a relaxing atmosphere of camaraderie and creativity, and serves as the hub for Denver's media, public relations, and communications community. It's the nation's oldest press club, with the first organized meeting held in 1867, and with the club making its home at 1330 Glenarm Place since 1925. Please visit our website at denverpressclub.org to find out all the great things that are happening throughout the week, month, and year. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come by and see us. Zing tea is the official drink of the topic of conversation at any time you are here on a Wednesday night. For the show, have a zing on me. Just ask Jennifer or Mark or any of the bar staff for a zing. If you want to put something in the zing, like some spirits, the zing is not on me. But if you just want a plain zing, Uh, Tonight, we are highlighting green tea and ginseng with honey. Uh, Have a Zing Tea on me. Just ask them for that. Anytime you're down here at the Denver Press Club on Wednesday night and I am here at the show, doing the show, you're welcome to have a Zing Tea. Zing Tea is born and raised right here in Denver, Colorado by the LeBond brothers over at New Age Beverage. Uh, We're very uh, happy to uh, be a part of their family and they, um, they distribute it and make Zing Tea right here in Denver, Colorado. So it's born and raised right here. Have a zing tea on me, you, me, and zing at the Denver Press Club for the topic of conversation. We've had a great little conversation here tonight. We are having a blast. In... Okay. Um, we're having a blast here, learning about burlesque and all this stuff. Um, she's going to she was gonna do a show for us, but no, she's not going to do a show for us. <laughs> um, but, um, but she is a lovely, and we're learning about burlesque and the history of it and how it all works uh, and how sexy kittens have become sexier kittens. Uh, Michelle Baldwin, welcome uh, again, and of course Vivian Bavum your alias. Uh, uh, I love that. the The whole idea of you getting into burlesque was to perform and to show something different, to show a a, a, a lighter side of women's sexuality, or is it, or is it a, is it because I mean, obviously strip joints are yeah almost full nudity now.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, it was uh, sort of taking a step back, I guess, um, sort of. We, we definitely even in the 90s you know we're definitely uh, in an era of you know sexuality being out there which is super wonderful yeah. um, but I felt like it had kind of lost its aesthetic um you know it was or at least an aesthetic that I was interested in and when I saw all of these you know amazing vintage performers and um, just the, the the style that they had the the way that they dressed and undressed Um, their, their makeup, their hair, that whole style was really attractive to me. Um, I don't know there. And I think there was also something so charming about that kind of peekaboo strip tease, uh, rather than stripping. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, so I, I think there was just something really appealing to me about that.
0: So how naked do you get? Or naked, uh, naked, paste, naked. Pasties
1: in a G-string. Pasties in a G-string. Yeah. Okay. And that's very much based on history. Um, pasties were created as a censorship thing. Uh, you know, the nipples, yeah. even even back then, free the nipples. Yeah. Uh, so even back all then, all for it, all for it. Yeah. And so the ladies of burlesque, because they were performers and amazing, they took this idea of covering up their nipples and turned it into a focal point. So they would make these pasties that were had tassels on them <laughs> and covered in rhinestones, and
0: you know, so and some women were more were bigger than others. So yes. it, was, it enhanced them. So yeah. sometimes
1: it was very much out there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So pasty season in a g-string that's the the sort of based on history there's there's a show in new york um i think it's called revealed that does go the full monty um but still within the idea of burlesque uh so there's
0: that out there strip joints yes um, they're out there lots of them
1: they are yes um,
0: it's a different <laughs> it's a different feeling when you go into one of those
1: very much so then when
0: you go to a burlesque show
1: it's a very different type of performance
0: can you explain uh, the difference
1: the I would say that uh, burlesque is generally a highly choreographed, um, very trained kind of performance, uh, something that, you know, you spend a lot of time on costuming and rehearsals and you're really knowing your music. With um, stripping, it's much more about creating a performance for your audience that's right there. So, mm-hmm. you know, folks that you are, you're trying to get them to put money on the stage for you. With burlesque, um, I had a, a performer years ago who I thought put this really put it really well, that someone could put a thousand dollars at the edge of the stage and it wouldn't change her performance. So wow. that's the big difference. It's the same way, like if you were if you were at a, at you know the Buell Theater and you put a thousand dollars at the edge of the stage, <laughs> it's not going to make the performance any better or different, or they're, and they're not going to direct it towards you. So it's it's a very different type of performance.
0: And sometimes in burlesque, they're singing. There's dancing, singing. There's, yeah, I mean, there's
1: it's, and it and it's uh you know going back to to. But I'm, I'm
0: saying in a strip joint, they're not really dancing; they're slow moving to yes. Guns and Roses. Yeah, in high heels. And there's
1: also the idea of um, strip tees, where mm-hmm. I I would argue that most gentlemen's clubs it's uh, naked or scantily clad dancing. There's mm-hmm. not a there's really no tease, um, and very even very little stripping.
0: And in burlesque, it looks like the women are enjoying entertaining the crowd. Where at a strip joint, they're like, feels like they're barely there.
1: <laughs> well, it's their everyday job. I think I might be <laughs> barely there if, if I had to do that every day as well. Yeah. So, no, it's, it is, burlesque is performance. I don't know. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it is very, it's very theatrical. Um, the best burlesque to me is burlesque that is very over the top, that is about, you know, facial expressions and creating character. An and oyster on the
0: stage. And yeah. an
1: oyster, yeah, oyster I mean, shell on the stuff, stage, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so really creating something. And and really, when I'm putting together a number, when any of these these burlesque performers are putting together a number, it is its own, you know, three to seven minute art piece. Uh, generally, we are making our own costumes, making our own props. We are staging it. We are our own directors. Sometimes we go to our our fellow burlesque performers to give input. We are picking the music. We are creating that choreography. Everything on that stage is us. There's no one directing us. There's no one giving us that choreography generally. So it's pretty cool.
0: So if a woman or a man outside looking in says, hey, you're a stripper, you go, no.
1: Um, I would say I am a, I'm a, I'm a striptease artist or as, a, was it an ekkidesiast?
0: Yeah, they would know what that was. Yeah, you? I know,
1: but it sounds fancy, it? does.
0: It? it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you have a PhD in
1: it. I know. It's, no. it, that's what uh, Gypsy Rose Lee. She called herself an ecodiziest.
0: Can you major in this?
1: They're starting to teach it at universities. I know NYU. I have a few friends that are teaching there. So I don't know if there's a major, but I think it's something that you can include as part of your uh, theater
0: degree. I mean, if you can major in beer now, like it's major in burlesque. I don't know. I know. Your class. How yes. do you teach burlesque? I mean, do you do you go to? You know strip joints and say well, you should do this or is that how you I mean how do you get clients uh
1: because so there's no poles
0: involved there's no you. there
1: are no, poles. no I, poles I do not have the upper body strength for poles yeah <laughs> I wish I did <laughs> I would <laughs> love to be able to pull yeah. my I always see those girls like holding yeah. themselves sideways how do they do that it's like gravity defying right. they so used amazing. to be gymnasts yeah Pro- probably yeah. yeah so I uh yeah I don't, yeah. Know,
0: they do I don't know yeah I know yeah, I mean there, there's probably some drugs involved, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. But no, but no, but also, I mean, pole dancing has become something for like suburban housewives. And there's so there's suburban housewives out there also like I've been to a holding, few, Pulling yeah. themselves sideways. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty amazing. But we're the, all, we're getting the upper body strength and we're gonna take you over don't the have world. That involved. Anyway, that, that, that's so no, not, that's no, not so there's no poles. There's no and, poles.
0: and so how do you teach ah. a young lady or a young man burlesque?
1: Um, some of them are not young.
0: Oh. I have
1: I've I taught a one of the best classes I ever had was a class of ladies in their 70s who were just like taking awesome classes. They had all taken a belly dance class together. They all came and took a class for me. So it's it's definitely ladies of all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, gentlemen, I've only taught a few. So okay. most, of, most of it's well, so ladies. It's ladies. Okay. And a lot of the ladies who come to my class, I have a very uh, basic beginner's class where I teach you to make a costume. I teach you, I give you the choreography, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of give you everything you need to do a number And it's a group number, so safety in numbers. Yeah. And a lot of those ladies, some of them are actual folks that they want to go on. They want to be burlesque performers. They want to do this as a hobby or career. But there's also a lot of folks who they just want to do it as a boost, you know, to make them feel sexier, to make them feel more confident. And it's really wonderful at the end of the class how many of these ladies afterwards are like, I have never felt like this before. I never thought that I could feel like they this before. They never feel feminine? Yeah, wow. I had uh, one of my favorites, uh, my friend Joey, uh, known as Annabella Lafontaine. She was a wrestler. <laughs> oh. And she like full on body contact wrestler and then she came. Yeah, uh, maybe. And then she she came and took my class for that exact reason because she's like I've been doing this manly stuff for years. I want to do something very feminine to get in touch with that side. Uh, So it's really neat. And that happens at a lot of my shows as well. I think, especially because I'm putting women on stage who are all shapes and sizes, all ages, I have women who come up afterwards and they're like, I just saw someone on that stage who looks exactly like I do when I take off my clothes and this entire room was going nuts for them. They're like, I I thought that that only happened to women with, you know, the perfect stereotypical model media appropriate bodies, you know? So, so for them, it's this revolution, and a lot of those women end up taking my classes because they see that.
0: So you teach them how to how to put on makeup, how to how to wear the shoes, how to take off the clothes. I mean, yeah, you, the whole class is start clothed and naked. Is that is that the name <laughs> sort of the sort of sort of a great name for the class? Yeah, well, maybe, no. It's a good theme, man. Yeah. Uh, no, um, the the whole the whole the whole concept of it is is are you teaching um, femininity? Are you teaching strength? Are you teaching this is okay say- to be. To yeah. to love your body. I mean, oh, what, yeah, what, what is the main focus besides obviously having fun?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think fun is fun, and learning a new skill is sort of the the overarching focus. But the sort of subconscious focus is getting in touch with your body, um, learning learning to feel sensual. Um, you know, getting in touch with that sensual side. We all have it. Sometimes it just takes something like burlesque lessons to get in touch with that part of you.
0: Now you, there are clubs and and bars in the city of in the city of Denver, who still <laughs> do burlesque shows. And yes. yeah, Three Kings is one. Um, the tap, uh, the, the Ten- Ten- tennis and tap, tap. Yeah. What are some others?
1: Um, so it, it's pretty cool. From my first little show in '98, um, now you can see burlesque all over the Denver metro area, even into Fort Collins and down into even as far as Pueblo, Colorado Springs. Um, but locally, um, every Monday, panties at the Bar at Three Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Punk Rock Burlesque show. I think it's every other Tuesday at Tennis and Tap. Um, there's uh, my show. I guess I should plug that as well. Yes. Uh <laughs> um, every, yes, every second Sunday at Ophelia's. Uh, I do a show. And then also, uh, about every other month, I am at Syntax doing a full kind of my, my burlesque as it was show, which is for me, my greatest love because it's all vintage style burlesque. We go a little more rock and roll mixed with the the vintage burlesque over mm-hmm. at Ophelia's because it's a it's a great rock club. Uh, so so yeah, so those shows, um, and on yeah. average,
0: on average, uh, for our listeners around the world and locally, much they cost to go to a burlesque show? I mean, what was uh,
1: anywhere from free to uh, my Valentine's show this weekend is fifty five, but it does include dinner. No,
0: so. oh, very nice. Yes, yeah, very the, nice. what's have a dinner? Uh,
1: really nice dinner at Ophelia's. It's oh, the okay. root down folks. Oh, okay. so they are they're very fancy. That's good stuff. Yes, and also uh, Lanny's the Eight? clock tower three nights a week. You can go see burlesque. Really, there's so much burlesque in Denver. So,
0: do you do this the, the Valentine's thing every year?
1: I do. This is my annual Valentine's show at Syntax. And then we just started doing shows at Ophelia's. So this is the first time. It's pretty cool. If you want to go, you should get tickets soon because it. I think I'm going to sell out both nights. Then you will. It's pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: Now, and, and the library, you're doing a, a big...
1: Yeah. So I'm. I, one of my many jobs is that I'm an officiant and I love marrying people. Aww. It makes me super happy. Uh, so this weekend, the library has invited me to uh, the Denver
0: Public Library, Denver
1: Public library yeah. the central branch. Uh, you can go down and see Muriel's Wedding, which is a great movie. And then at the wedding scene, we'll stop the movie. And I get to perform uh, marriage ceremonies for seven P- seven couples. Uh, some of them are renewals. Some of them are the real deal, though, which wow. is super cool. That's cool. Yeah. So it's neat. I, I'm bringing people
0: together. So why do they call it the anti-Valentine thing?
1: Uh, I think they've just always called it that okay uh, this year they're getting a little mushier, yeah, I think it's uh I think it's because Chris Loffelmacher, who uh, heads the program, just got married this year, so he's yes. feeling a little mushy a
0: little mushy bana- little mushy banana guy the uh, it's not full i mean it's not full on nudity i mean it's not women don't get just full- on naked, but they, they do go into the crowd, I mean you do interact with with the folks in the crowd. You don't stay on stage
1: sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Depending, you know, depending on the crowd, depending on the room. I mean, that's um, different than a
0: strip joint. You
1: know? Yeah, I mean, it's fun. You know, usually it's things like wrapping our boas around someone's neck and and playing with them because it's. You and I've know. I've seen
0: you bring people on stage and kind of mess with the birthday boy.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Or oh, whoever's yeah. celebrating yeah, yeah. whatever. And yep. I've seen if I've seen women do it to women too. They love it. They you know, oh yeah. Little uh, bachelorette parties and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's fun. It, well, and and burlesque, uh, the way that it's really different from most theater is that there's no fourth wall in burlesque. It's all, we are pushing our personalities, our characters out to the audience. We are hoping for reaction. Um, I have a lot of friends who are actors as well as burlesque performers, and they love burlesque because it's instant gratification. You take off a glove and people go nuts. And it's like, here's my hand and my arm. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's not that you're showing your hand and your arm. It's how you're, you're showing yeah. the hand and the arm. And people go nuts for it. And actors, you know, usually you're you know, talking for 25 minutes and the people are like, clap, 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 yeah. clap, clap. Whereas this is like hoots and hollers and people going nuts and whistling
0: for everything you do. So yeah. it's really Rolling down fun. the stockings does it for me.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. the rolling, stockings rolling
0: down the stockings. When you roll, <laughs> I've never seen people roll down stockings. It's like okay, that's <laughs> nice. that's fun. I like that. the uh, the whole when you when you are Vivian Vavoom. How much of Michelle is in Vivian? How much is Mich- Michelle just get wiped away and you become Vivian Vavoom? Or are you are you one in the same?
1: At this point, pretty much one in the same. For a long time, uh, there was a very distinct separation, and Vivian was this you know personality I could inhabit. Uh, and now she's kind of taken over, which is a really good thing, though. <laughs> you know, why not? You know, 15 years ago, it would be very hard for me to talk in front of this room. Uh, burlesque has been a huge confidence booster for me. Um, part of it was writing the book and having to like, I had to talk in front of people about burlesque. Yeah. So that was helpful. But um, really, you know, being in front of rooms of people and and entertaining Cured me of my shyness, pretty much. So,
0: how many emails a day do you get from fans or men or women, uh, just thanking you? You know, thanking you for being who you are, and and, and the and the woman and the strong woman that you are on stage, and the strong woman that and and the woman that you are when they meet you after the show. Do they just thank you for you know showing me that that you can still be you know sexy but nice? I mean, yeah. I don't know how to say That's, that. I don't know how to say that. Not I'm, so
1: much in, in emails. Definitely in person. Uh-huh. You know, it's like it's. I always try and go out after a show because there's so many people who want to talk to me about their experience watching the show. You know, men and women, people shaking my hand as uh, you know as, as they're leaving and thanking me for the show, which I love. And I love. I love uh, I've loved doing the shows at Ophelia's uh, because almost every time. I'm, I'm also the MC for, right. for my shows. And so I always do the, hey, who's never seen a burlesque show before? And a ton of people will, you know, hoot holler, raise their hands at Ophelia's. There's a, a very new crowd coming in there. And so it's wonderful to have these new fans, you know, people who have never seen it before and are completely into it. And I love seeing that. What's
0: your average audience size?
1: You oh, it really depends on the venue. You know, someplace like Ophelia's, the last couple shows, we've completely packed that place, and it's a its a very large venue. 200, 100? Uh, probably, yeah, 200 plus in yeah. there. Um, Syntax is a little more intimate, about 100, 150. Uh, and then I, you know, I've done even smaller shows, so... Birthday show on Monday. Birthday, birthday
0: parties, yeah. <laughs> she does. Guys. She does birthday parties, yeah. Oh, yeah. The um, the uh, and you and you can go on your web page and and anybody can find all that. We'll we'll find out about that in just a second. When 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 you're done with your class, when the class is over, and the women are done. Do you give them a diploma? <laughs> <laughs> what do they? What do they get? Are you an official burlesque? Go yeah. for it. Go and entertain the world. What, yeah. do, what do they get?
1: Uh, I used to do a diploma, but then that just started to seal, seem silly. Um, but <laughs> so, so the first it, it was cute. But the um, so the the first level um, really, you know, they get to do a recital and they get to do it in front of their oh, friends and family, okay. and they get to you know, I, I do a little photo session with them, so they have that keepsake. But it's yeah, it's it's really neat for them to. Um, get on stage and then have their friends and family afterwards tell them that they did a great job. And then if they really love it, then they can go to the next level where they create their own number. And then from there, you know, they can start auditioning for local and shows. And maybe open for you. And, yeah.
0: Maybe open for you. Now, my, my last question uh, for you is: Any any shape and size can do this. You encourage oh, yeah. anybody to do this. absolutely. There's nobody who shouldn't. There's be doing no limit. This. And the age range, eighteen to eighty. Yeah, I mean, is there an age where you don't want? to... I mean, is that where you start them at eighteen? I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I did. I did have a mother and daughter take my uh, beginning class. uh, That they uh, they uh, they took the class together. She was seventeen, and her mom. Hmm. Yeah, I was like, but it it was actually it was was also really great for her daughter. I mean, the everyone because everyone in the class it becomes a little you know mini mini family, a little best friends for a few weeks, and all the women in the class were very encouraging to her. You know, she was definitely kind of an awkward teen. And I think this really helped her.
0: What would you call your style? What would you call this style?
1: Uh, retro. Retro. I like uh, retro.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I love vintage. I love vintage style. Uh, vintage and, and burlesque style, definitely. The, the hair flowers are
0: sort of the, the hallmark of a burlesque girl. How can people find you? How can people find your work, find you to get classes? You know, find Vivian Bavoom.
1: Uh, VivianVavoom dot com is really my hub, so everything's on there. Uh, I'm on I'm on Twitter and Facebook and all the things, uh, YouTube,
0: As uh, Vimeo. Yeah.
1: yeah, you can watch my videos. Uh, I have lots of fun videos of performances out there, and yeah, so that would be the best way.
0: And then if they if they want to do they friend Vivian LaVoom? or are you are you a like page or are you a I'm a like page. You're a yes. like page, okay. Yes. And then can fans put stuff on there? And, oh yeah,
1: absolutely. And, and Send me little notes and stuff. Yeah. Right.
0: Very yeah. nice. You have um uh and you have others. You know, so your book is on Amazon. If they can find it, yeah, What's the name
1: of it? It's called Burlesque and the New Bump and Grind. Okay.
0: And they can find that. They can Google it and find yeah. it on Amazon probably. Or and if they can't, they really want one. I mean, do you? Can, are you yeah? Gonna read, I, I have. Do a reprint? Are you gonna?
1: No, t- talk, talk
0: talk to Fulcrum books. Okay. They own the rights. There you so. go. they'll hear this. Yeah, start start start, start
1: calling them up start and see if they'll, uh, they'll put it back out. We'll do
0: it. We'll do it immediately. Well, uh, I thank you so much for being on the show. Uh are you ready for Rob's Fast Five Questions? Sure. Well, here we go. What's your favorite song to do burlesque to?
1: My favorite song, uh, Roxanne. Uh, but the Rox Roxanne. Police? <laughs> yeah, but the 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 version that was in Moulin Rouge. Roxanne! Yeah, that the like is, tango number. That yeah, is that's a sexy my, song. That's my favorite.
0: If you could pick your audience, mm-hmm. um, who would you want to, who would that audience be? Who needs to see you?
1: Everyone. Okay. Everyone. I was thinking
0: Congress, but okay.
1: Yeah. Um, oh. um, but I don't know. I would be afraid they would, <laughs> you know, throw things at me.
0: Um I mean dignitaries. I mean, people. I'm just thinking people loosen, loosen people up. I mean, people oh, yeah. need to be, When they, I mean, after your show, people are, are loosened up and absolutely and babies are being born and all that stuff.
1: Cruz. And, Ted Cruz. Ted definitely. Cruz definitely. <laughs> I think I think I would change him.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you might. You just might. They'll Maybe, be they'll be here on March first. I'll make so him be less careful. Be careful what you say. Um, the uh, when um. Will you do this till you're 80?
1: I hope so. There's oh, there's also this place called the Burlesque Hall of Fame, what? where yes, where we go and we hang out with all the ladies like Tempest Storm, who's in her 80s. Uh, and where is it? It's in Vegas. All it's right. the the Burlesque Hall of Fame Museum. Wh- where and so is? Someday, it? I know wh- it's in
0: Vegas, but where? Is uh, it?
1: Fremont Street right now, but we're about to get. It's a very small space. We're about to get a very large space.
0: Uh, no casino just, has donated the... the I know, you would a little think little so, right? Trap. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I know, little no. A No, we just did a big fundraiser and everyone from the community gave uh, $50,000, including Gail Wins, who is a local... Wins? Wins, she's, Wins. Is that Gail Wins. The Wins the, she's the, in Golden. She probably lives right Wins, by you. But like
0: in the casino Wins? No,
1: no, no okay. Wins. Wins. Oh, sorry, sorry, yes. sorry. Okay. Um, so yeah, she she's a performer. She, her husband owned a burlesque club in downtown Denver. Uh, and she's a, she was a burlesque performer, and she and her husband gave a sizable donation to help make this museum happen, so that's really neat. <laughs> Lyle and Gail.
0: When, uh, <laughs> when you're in Vegas, you yes. should go to the Trump Plaza and see if Trump will do it. Why not?
1: <laughs> Why not? How
0: can it hurt? For the radio folks, yeah. I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> she did. She did. Big roll. Big roll, <laughs> big roll of the eyes.
1: Oh, oh, so Trump. it is.
0: So is it open? If people want to go to Vegas and see the burlesque museum? Yeah,
1: it's on it's on Fremont Street, um, past like the whole overhang thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Burlesque Hall of Fame, the museum, is there. Um, the big museum is going to be opening up later this year. Yeah,
0: it's very and and, and and so my 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 question was, will you do this to your eighty? I mean, will you? Yeah, no problem. Yeah,
1: because yeah, the Burlesque Hall of Fame will conti- Will put will, me on put, stage. Put you on stage. So yeah. yeah.
0: They wouldn't care, right? <laughs> be the, a legend. The. <laughs> The the future of burlesque. Um, obviously, with technology and everything that's going the way it is, with YouTube and the internet, we don't know what's going to come next. Um, it, there'll be the next Facebook or whatever. Um, what's the future of burlesque?
1: What's the future of burlesque? I think it's going to, you know, stay the way that it is as far as like kind of reaching back and recreating history. But it's it's really cool. There's nerdlesque now. There's all kinds of like, like these genre oh. burlesque. So I, I think there, there's going to be continuing, you like know. The pe- people are, yeah. the Big Bang burlesque?
0: Yeah. Big Bang Theory totally. Oh. People
1: totally do that. Okay. So, so I think, you know, there'll always be this sort of honoring the history of it. But people are constantly moving forward with it, doing all kinds of innovative things, um, using technology for it, uh, creating acts, you know, based on modern pop culture. It's really cool. What, Very, makes, what
0: makes you smile?
1: Uh, interviews like this.
0: No. Nice. <laughs> Aw. Yeah, um, this has been really fun. Well, I appreciate that. It's been a lot of fun to have you as well. But um, anything else that makes you smile besides a, a good interview? Burlesque. Yeah, yeah. The when obvious question. When you say question. burlesque, it does you lighten up. You it, do. Is. You do well, glow. it is. Well, it is. It is.
1: It is a wonderful art form. It's it's so it's so fun to introduce people to it. It's so fun to perform it. I love the whole. There's a really neat burlesque community. It's fe- and it's completely female-driven. Women produce the shows, MC the shows, put the shows on. There's definitely guys who are part of it, but more mostly, it's it's about the ladies.
0: Do people see you as the godmother of burlesque in Denver? I mean, what is your title? I mean,
1: yeah, I've I I definitely mean, I've been called that? the godmother. I've been called the mother of burlesque. Um, someone called me the grandmother, and I punched them. <laughs> Like I'm not the grandmother of burlesque, yeah. Um, yeah so it's uh, it, it it's really neat having been part of this movement, uh, not just in Denver but all over. Um, you know, I was I was one of the first, the sort of pioneers of the new burlesque, and it's neat to to see how far it's come, um, how much it's developed. Again, you know, just thinking about the sheer number of burlesque shows in Denver. When it used to be like, I would do one show a year because that's really all that could be sustained, you know. Um, at this point, people really want to see it, which is fabulous. You know, just this weekend, you know, I have my shows, but also Lanny's is doing Valentine's Day shows all weekend. There's a new brunch show. I don't quite know where that is, but it's a mm. brunch show that's happening on Sunday, Uh Yeah, so this weekend, you could just spend the entire weekend watching burlesque shows. Which is
0: not a bad idea. I know. Um, Last question. The worst pickup line uh, 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 a gentleman has said to you, and I'm I'm, I'm thinking like, let me check this real quick. I'm just seeing if you're made oh. in heaven, you know, that type oh. of one.
1: No, um, I wish people would do that.
0: Or do, or, or, I, or, never,
1: I never get those. Or, or, and I wear your wings? I wear your wings? Because I, 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 your wings you fell
0: from heaven. Yeah. I know. See, yeah. I, w- I wish people would because those are funny. So the boys aren't doing that anymore? They're not trying to pick you up? Not, not
1: on me. yeah Come on. I know. I don't know what's after, wrong with after them. After a big old
0: dance like that? No. They all well, shake
1: my hand and thank me.
0: I cannot thank you enough for being on the show. It's been a joy to have Michelle uh, Baldwin slash... Vivian Vavoom, on the show. We've learned so much tonight. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, thanks. All right. And I just want to give a quick reminder to everybody out there. Please listen, talk, and laugh as much as you can and wake up with a purpose every day just like Vivian Vavoom does to entertain and have fun with people and bring joy into their lives. And you just might be someday right here in downtown Denver with us at the Historical Press Club as our topic of conversation. Thank you so much. Have a great day and good night. Of course, I couldn't do the show without my incredible crew and staff. They are outstanding. They keep the show going. They keep me up and going. They keep themselves up and going. And we just do it weekend and week out every Wednesday night here at the Press Club. I want to thank Will, my director, producer, and great chief editor. He just does an outstanding job. I hope you like what you listen to. My IT director, he does a lot of editing as well with Will. Matt and of course Chantel, who does a lot of our uh, marketing work for us. Mancho from Cameroon, who does all our AV stuff for YouTube, and of course our wonderful executive producer Mariah Weiss, who keeps us all tame and, and together as a unit. And uh, we cannot do this without the Denver Press Club either. The Denver Press Club hosts us every week. I'm a proud member and uh, very happy that we are here every Wednesday. And I want to thank the staff: Carmen, the general manager; Bruce Goldberg, the president of the club; and of course the staff here: Mark and Will. Uh, the best bartenders and cooks around so if you are in the Denver metro area come by and see us on Wednesdays we'd love to see you listen, talk, love and wake up with a purpose every day to do something good and you just might be right down here with us in downtown Denver at the Denver Press Club as our topic of conversation thank you and good night